Alright, so this is take two because I'm fucking baked right now. Not actually, uh, hypothetically, I am fucking baked. Because I've been talking about the water dogs and the chrome for about the last five minutes. I've been looking at the wrong spreadsheets for about the last four and a half of those minutes. So we got the water dogs and the chrome. Water dogs are the favorite chrome underdog line is one and a half. The chrome, one and two against the spread. Water dogs, one and two against the spread. The over-unders, Water Dogs have been under two of the last three. Chrome have been over two of the last three. With this information, and with Connor Kelly out, I'm going to hammer the under. I'm going to hammer Chrome to cover. So I think it's going to be a bit more of a defensive battle. But when you're looking at the prices of these guys, I think that um, the attack for the Water Dogs might actually be a half-decent plan. No, I just said that they're probably going to go with the under. I think the Chrome are going to cover. But... Hear me out. I think one of these guys, which one it is, is up to you because I can't tell you that shit. I have a feeling that one of these guys will have to take control. If it's Courier, he's questionable, so who knows. If it's Conrad, if it's uh, one of the attackmen that they utilize, one of these guys has a possibility to come through and play meaningful minutes and make important plays. So the amount of points that these guys have produced. Caraway has been slowly trending upwards. Sowers has been uh, had a very lackluster week one, but has been himself the last two weeks. Uh, Walker with a slow increase and McArdle with a slow decrease. So a little, little interesting to see that stuff there. Uh, Hannah been out for the last two weeks. So I haven't seen much of him. Uh, Conrad did not play last game. Kelly obviously had that monster game, but will now be out. And then Zach Courier just continues to be an absolute dog. And then Connor's an interesting one, too. He didn't play the first two weeks, played the third week. Is uh, is out of 20, for uh, had 20 points last week, and that was against the Atlas. So, again, another pretty uh, good defensive team. And then Matt, they cost. Uh, Connor went from a four to a, let's just look back real quick. Connor went from a 4 to an 11, so there's definitely obviously an increase in um, in what the PLL thinks about him. And then what we also have here for the costs, uh, you know, Caraway's been going down. I mean, McArdle's been going down. Caraway's been steadily going up. Sowers has been bouncing around. Walker's been about the same. Um, I am not, I'm not too sure. I think, a, I think a bit of a sneaky pick right here would be Connor. Um, that's a definitely an, an individual to keep an eye out for. Next, we have the Cannons and the Atlas. Uh, Cannons are the underdogs. The spread is one and a half. The over/under is 24 and a half. Now, if we're going to look at these two teams, Cannons have uh, covered the spread two of the last three times, and they've been over every time. The Atlas have been over two of the last three times, and they have not covered the spread at all. This, to me, screams one of two things. I'm going to go with the over. I think that should be apparent that this is going to go over. And against the spread, I don't know. I want to say that I really like Atlas to cover the spread. Here for the first time uh, against the Chrome. Against the Cannons, I'm sorry. So I think that's, that's, the, that's the way I'm going to go. I got that feeling this will this will be the time. So obviously, if we're going with the Atlas um, to cover and we're going with the over as well, we're gonna go take a look at how much they've cost previously. 
So Gray has been increasing. Tita has been increasing. Zan Dixon is now listed as a midfielder. And Law is also, you know, kind of bouncing around with his uh, with his cost as well. O'Rourke as well going to uh, to midfield. And then their midfielders, Costaville uh, is the only guy that I would really look at. He had one very good day. Or, I'm sorry, in terms of points. Uh, yeah, he just had that one really good day. Same thing with the rest of these guys. Uh, the cost of these individuals. Gray has been relatively consistent. He was very expensive and now has calmed down. Teat has slowly been inclining. Zan Dixon has been bouncing around. Law has been bouncing around, but relatively consistent to like that 30s average. And then in the midfield, I'm sure if Costaville, if I look back here, Costaville is probably much more expensive than like 31. It's not the worst, but it's probably not what I'm going to end up going with. I think here, you either take the risk with Gray. He's questionable. I'm not sure how I like it. Zan Dixon, if Gray has a limited role, is the way to go. If only a beat writer could tell us what's going on over there. And then Law and Teed, I feel like, are your staples. This is, this is the guy you're going to go with. You're going to spend the money on it, but they're going to give you the points. In terms of their midfield, I think the only guy that I really even like look at twice is uh, Romar Dennis at 25. I don't really love that option. Uh, also, Gutterding is not listed as out anymore, so that's a very interesting play. I don't know if he's going to play or not. It's like a last-minute decision. Keep an eye on him. I think that he might possibly have some of the best costs of the week, which is an Instagram post I need to put up. And then on the other side, you know, you've got your typical Holman, Nolting, Kavanaugh. I don't even think I really need to dive too deep into that. Um, Midfield-wise, just about the same. You know, you're not looking. I didn't even look at the fucking defenses for the other matchups, so it's on me. Um, but yeah, the midfields here, Drenner and Campbell are kind of your two guys. Campbell's an interesting one because I don't really like the name doesn't really ring major bell, but uh, I mean he's put up 17, 24, and 24 in the last three games, so he's been there and he's been doing it. Uh, Drenner as well, but Drenner's on a bit of a downtrend, so it'll be interesting to see what happens there. Maybe with the over, he's a play, although at 35, I think I said, at 37, it's a bit steep. And then with the Water Dogs and the Chrome, yeah, the defense, uh, the main defensive guy on, on with this matchup is going to be Messenger. He's the most expensive individual. I think Terrafanko might be a half decent play here. All those short stick D meds might actually be of decent value. And then on the other side, you know, I think Ryland Reese is your go-to guy. He's only 17 um, tokens or whatever it may be. So I, I think that's also your your play there. With these last two, oh, and then uh, face-off-wise, I think that Connor Farrell is a lock. Like, if you're not playing him, we'll take a look at what the other matchups are. But if you're not playing him, I mean, also, you know, you could go here with Baptiste. He's, he's a 32 cost, so he's almost double what Farrell's going to – he's more than double what Farrell's going to cost you. So you might want to look a different direction than this. But it's a, it's a lock that he's going to win the day at the X, but that doesn't guarantee a good fantasy day anymore. And same thing defensively. Um, you know, I think that there's maybe one or two guys that I would like here, but I don't even think that I'm really going to rock this way just because it's, I think it's going to be such an offensive game. Same thing with goaltending. I'm going to stay away from this matchup. Maybe go with a Chrome or a uh, Water Dog goalie. 
But uh, we'll move into the Chaos Redwoods. I think this is the most interesting match of the weekend. Uh, very opposite polar type of teams. In terms of betting, the Redwoods have been uh, winning against the spread two of the last three times. And they have gone over two of the last three times. With the Chaos, they've gone over two of the last three times. And they've been against the spread two and one covering two of the last three times. Perfect. That's exactly what we want. Absolutely nothing we can do with that. Uh, we could go here with an interesting type of play. Over 23.5, I think, is a valid thought. Although I don't feel great about it, but I will I will go with that over. And then the Chaos against the Redwoods. It's a, The Chaos of the Redwoods are plus 1.5. It's really do I see the Redwoods winning this game. I don't, I don't know. I really don't know. I wouldn't bet on this. I'm a fucking lunatic, so I have to make a I have a podcast, so I have to make have to make some type of thing. Uh, don't fucking put your money on this one. I'm gonna go with the Redwoods uh, against the spread, and I think they're gonna win as well. Uh, that's the inner Redwood fan coming out of me. They had two really good weeks, and then they played the uh, Whip Snakes, and they just always seem to have their number. So I'm gonna go with the Woods on this one. You can even hit a money line. I don't know what that what that'll cost you or what you'll get back, but. You probably won't get back anything because it probably won't happen. The interesting thing that came to me was that Cludia was only a 6. Uh, Meniscus was a 24 for the attackman on Chaos. I don't Look, I don't, I don't really watch the games all intently. I'm more of a stats guy when it comes down to this. So, you know, I see the highlights and stuff like that. But I'm not really sitting down watching hours and hours of film. I don't think... Uh, I don't think that it's it's a file. I'm not I'm not I need a co-host to do the watching of the film and then I need to come in with some stats. So if anyone wants to hop on, anyone who watches all the fucking games, let me know because I would love to fucking do this with somebody. Uh, so it's, I don't really I don't really understand what's going on there. It's been a while. I don't know if he's dealing with injury. I don't know if he played in the world games or not. So that Frazier play of 23, I think that's that's pretty decent. I think this is going to go over. I think that's a good play. That defense I'm staying away from face-off-wise. Nick Rowlett against TD Erlens a very, very concerning matchup if you're going in either direction. Uh, I think more concerning in the uh, the Nick Rowlett direction than TD Erlen. I think TD's probably a better face-off guy. Um I don't know who they've played this year, but he's been pretty good. Atlas, Water Dogs, and Whip Snakes. I mean, Water Dogs and Whips don't really have anybody, but Atlas, he did pretty decent against. And then with their LSMs, LSM, the Ray, for me, is the lock. I'm actually going to put him in right now. So as we do this, I will start to formulate my uh, my team. And yeah, I mean, Casamil's questionable. Last week was questionable, and he absolutely fucking went off. So that's an easy... Pretty easy play for me right there. So we're just going to lock him in. For Troy Ray, cost of 17. And we got... Sorry. Troy Ray, cost of uh, 19. Excuse me. There you go. LIU coach, how you been? Respect. And now we get to continue from there. Uh, Goaltending-wise... Uh... 
uh, looks you can always go with Blaze Red, and we're gonna we're gonna continue to shop our uh, our options elsewhere, and maybe we'll come back to that. In terms of the Redwoods, they're uh, they're they're an interesting bunch, man. I really don't know their midfield. I'm staying away from. Uh, no consistency there. I'm not going with any of their defensemen. They're either too expensive or too uh, inconsistent. And their attackmen, you could go with Garzi at 49. You'd be fucking crazy to do it. I think Pinnell at 37 is a better play. He had a down week last week, but I don't think that's the end of the world. I don't know. It's tough to go with the Redwoods, man. They're just not the most consistent team in the PLL. So for now, we're gonna we're going to take a step away from that and just kind of breathe for a second and we're gonna we're gonna make a lineup as if justin gutterding isn't available because once he is he's gonna hit my lineup and that's that is that should be unneeded to be repeated again if that guy goes in he's gonna play he's gonna play in my lineup at least and he's probably gonna play on the field yeah we have uh, now the archers and the whip snakes so the archers are actually the favorites which i find that somewhat um Someone interesting, interesting is not the right word, but somewhat surprising. There we go. But the archers have been over two of the last three times. The over-under for this is 23 and a half. And against the spread, they have been two and one. Meanwhile, the whips have been two and one as well. And they've gone over two of the last three times. So, you know what we're going to go here? We're going to hit the under. Because I think that the whips cover against the spread, and I think they win as well. Uh, Amen, still questionable, so you have O'Keefe. Uh, I believe he's now listed as an attackman and fields, both in the mid-30s, mid to high 30s. Their defense, staying away from Sisselberger, is probably your best option here. I'm actually going to lock him in as a 28. It's fairly expensive, but he's going to get up against absolutely nobody. On the Whipsnake side, they actually just scratched one of their guys uh, or cut one of their face-off men, and now they still just have Nardella. He's still out. Unless he plays last minute, which in that case, I'm definitely taking out Sisselberg and finding a different option, but that's kind of what we're we're dealing with right here. And, I, you know, I don't mind either option of Dobson or Burnlore. They're pretty close. They're pretty similar. I think if I'm going to go with anybody, I think I'm going to put in Dobson. I'm going to pay the money for it. He's 41. There's a lot of other guys. Matt DeLuca. Matt DeLuca, Burnlore, Kelly, Dobson, Reardon, all from that 38 to 46. So it's a, it's a change of eight points at this point. I'm just going to try to find the best matchup. I think this is going to go under. I think that the Whipsnakes – are going to be good defensively. I think the Arch can be good defensively. I, but I'm more afraid, honestly, of the Archer's offense, especially if Amen feels a lot better after these last three weeks of, uh, of most likely rehabbing. I feel a lot better about uh, the Whipsnakes, or I feel a lot better about the Archers having the ball, keeping it away from the Whipsnakes, and being able to do damage. So I'm going to stick with Dobson. Um, and yeah, we'll just we'll, we'll have to ride with that, see how that goes. So now we're down to our attackman and our midfield. We have 112 to spend, which means we have about 20-something, high 20s to spend on each player. So 
here with the midfielders. We're going to find the games that I'm, I said we're going to go over on. So we have the Cannons and the Atlas. And we've got our midfielders, Drenner and Campbell. I don't really mind. Let's take a look at some point trends with these two teams. So with the Atlas, the midfield point trend hasn't been great. Romar Dennis has been a little bit more consistent than usual. Um, and he's a 25, which isn't bad, but it's not great at the same time. And then Gutterding, we're still looking. Hopefully he comes back sometime soon. Costabile had just kind of one major day. Let's take a look now at uh, at the Cannons points. Their midfield. Drenner's definitely been the guy, but he's been downtrending just a bit. Campbell's been pretty consistent. I don't mind Campbell, but he's more than a cost per point, and I, I don't really find that as uh, as great value. I think if I'm going to go with anyone on this team, it would be uh, Drenner, but we're going to take our, take our options elsewhere and see where to go. So with the Chaos and the Redwoods, all right, well, the Chaos here, I think this is a good play, is uh, go with Dane Smith. I'm really too sure where he's at. He's only listed at 12. Is that really right? Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna hammer Dane Smith here, so I wouldn't see why we wouldn't. That's interesting. And then for our other midfielder, wow, that's that's fantastic. Now we have way more money to spend on a on a elite midfielder. Um, you know, Schreiber's definitely your your big guy. You can go with Dordovic. That's a costly individual who's gonna produce. Uh, Kelly and Carrier both questionable, which makes me want to stay away from them. The midfield for the Chrome, I don't feel great about. So I might actually uh, step away from the midfield for a second and look at some attackmen. And here, I think I'm, I think I'm going to pay up. I think I'm going to do the teat thing and split these last two 25 each. And I think I'm going to actually go pretty heavy in terms of uh, attackmen. And I said I was going to go over with the Redwoods. I might go with a, uh, how much is Mac O'Keefe, Connor Fields? 35 is a fair amount. You know, it's for me, it's it's, uh, it's Nick Churn. Player has not played this season. I don't know if that's actually true. We're going we're gonna to fact check that. Because uh, for some reason, I want to say that Nick Churn. G-E-R-N. Has played this year. Although I'm not sure why. But it says that he hasn't. It says he's on the Chrome. For some reason I don't remember him as the Chrome. He's got a contract for 2024. Let's take a quick look at his stats. And yeah, it says that he hasn't played yet. So we're gonna we're gonna run the risk with uh, with Nick Churn here. I don't I don't know why. I definitely feel like he's yeah, he played last year, had 10 games, and uh, 38 points. So, yeah, we're going to rock with Nick Chern, and that leaves us 20 at our midfield. This is definitely the position where I don't mind uh, going with someone that I would think otherwise of. I think a guy who stands out to me at a decent price is Ferreira or Hanley. Donville as well. Let's take a look. That's at their uh, their previous at some point trends for these guys. So we have the Atlas, the Chrome, the Chaos, the Chrome. 
So these are the guys we're looking at. So Ferrer obviously had that fucking monster game. One has really done much since. Hanley, on the other hand, has done the same exact thing. Not the other hand, same hands. Let's take a look at who else we have. Donville with the cannons, cannons points. Uh, Donville, Donville had two good weeks, and then last week, not too much going on there. I do like that matchup, though. That might not be the worst play. Uh, Connor Kirst, points for Redwoods. He didn't play, and then put up negative two last week, but in between those two, put up 31. And Jules Henningberg really hasn't done all too much. I think I'm going to rip it with Connor Kirst. We're going to give him, we're going to give him the, uh, the time of day. So here we have Jeff T, Brandon Nickturn, Dane Smith, Connor Kirst, Troy Ray, Brett Dobson, and Mikey Sisselberger. That is the saved lineup. Remember to save because I never do. And there you go. That's the podcast. We'll look back on this at the end of next week. God bless. Good luck betting. And uh, keep moving.